When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel in stock now. Rotoflex by Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move. Welcome to the Summer Run Home with your hosts, the Professor, James Rochford and Andrew Barney Barnett. Yes, we are into the final hour of the Summer Run Home. It has absolutely flown by this afternoon, Barney. Normally a good sign. Mm. And today is no difference. A big thanks to Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel in stock now and Blundstone Roto Flex by Blundstone. Stability meets the freedom to move. Now, Barney, would you like, is there some people you would like to welcome? It, there is. You know, I love doing this. I'd love to mm. welcome our listeners joining the show on the SEN track stations. Queensland, Atherton, Darling Downs, Ingham, Kingaroy, and Nanango. Hello to Nanango, I say. Uh, New <laughs> South good Wales. Good on you. New South Wales, mm. the good people of Griffith, Central Coast and the Illawarra, welcome to you. And in the nation's capital, a big welcome to our Canberran friends. Even if you're in Queanbeyan, just outside the nation's capital and you're listening there. What about uh, Fishwick? Do you want to welcome them? Mate, you know you know I do. I know you do. A big welcome to everyone in Fishwick. Uh, bring home some fireworks, please. Now, if you have missed the first two hours of this show, where were you, honestly? Um, subscribe to the Run Home with Joel and Fletch podcast at Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Yeah, San- Sanchez has texted in saying, yeah. boys, did I miss the hyphen? He's a massive – Sanchez is a massive Mariners fan at the tennis and missed the post. So, Sanchez, my advice to you, my friend, would be hit the podcast because that was an absolutely yes. uh, dynamite chat it with was. a dynamite bloke Ryan from the Dynamite Ryan Smith. Yes. Uh, we'll be getting him on a lot more, Brooksy, I'd say. Yeah. I've got the nod. I've got mm. the nod. Now, the Hyundai dealer of the week is Gary Collins. <laughs> G-Col. Yeah. The G-Train. Bloody Gary got it. And his team at Cole Crawford, Hyundai, Brook at Avail. Brook oh. Great part of the world. Hey, NBWs, yeah, NBWs. Beaches. <laughs> We're good people. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver, Hyundai, Tucson Turbo Diesel, all-wheel drive. You know what you can do, mate? You can contact Gaza mm. and his team to Tech Driver Tucson to see why tomorrow wants its car back. Yeah, now, given that they are on the northern beaches, I believe Gary offers free surfing lessons with every Hyundai Tucson <laughs> Turbo Diesel board. Too. Is that true? That is for all the family, too. Are you, and you're doing the shuckers right now, Yeah, I'm now, doing the shuckers, brah. He'll, oh, he'll teach you to hang five. Cathedral, um, <laughs> he, he has a story about hanging ten, but I don't Does believe he? it. Short Oopsie. or Mal's? What are we talking well, it depends what you. I mean, obviously he, Gary can. He's a, he's a master of the shortboard, but he, yeah. he can knows his way around a mal. He takes the dog out on a mal. He's, he's is it, gets is his it dog. a mal or is it a mel? A, a mal. <laughs> a mal. Mal. It's not a mel. Malibu. Mal. I'm, yeah, I grew yeah. up in Melbourne. I say oh, mel. Sorry, you say mal. I agree. I say, say mel. Meninga. I say mel. Malibu. I do a Malibu. <laughs> yeah, nice. Now, coming up on the show, it's whispering Brett Phillips. If you haven't heard him in the last couple of days, you've got to get on board. He calls in from a bunker at the Australian Open, and yeah, you can hear the just, action behind him. Barney, give us a quick breakfast. Yeah, there is. This is God, he looks like he's in pain. Yeah, it's, it's the oh, best. You've got to listen in for that uh, for a Bingley AO update. And Josh Jenkins in today for Shawnee Omerod for a sports bet market update. Thank God. Mm. A true professional. Yeah, I know. 
Shawnee. Doesn't he? Doesn't he take the P-I-S-S? Oh, mate. <laughs> Trying to get blokes to cash out. Yeah, I mean, right I at know, home, I say. Never done a day's work in his life. Now, right now, we have a very special guest joining us from New Zealand. Now, this man, he, he's on a show over there called Crowd Goes Wild. And uh, you're a big fan, Gibbo. I've watched it for a long time. It is very good if you can get your hands on it. Um, mm. Can you watch it in Australia directly? We'll ask him right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm not the guy to ask. No, we're going to ask I've James. never been on it. Uh, now, James, are you there? James yeah. McConey, welcome. Oh, thank you. Uh, great to be on the show. Uh, shout out to Gazza from Brookie Hyundai. Uh, what a great deal he provides. Uh, mm. Never met him, but he sounds like a hell of a bloke. You can't watch us in Australia, unfortunately. Oh. Oh. You should be able to, though. You should. Be. I watch you it on know YouTube. What? There is Rip one way. It, Gary from uh, Gary Collins over at Cole Crawford Hyundai at Brookvale, he, uh, he's downloaded all the episodes. Is and that if right? If you buy a Hyundai <laughs> Tucson, he'll give you the whole thing on a USB drive now. And he says that's sanctioned with you guys. I don't know if he's come to, to you for that, James. Uh, has he got the permission? Yeah, it's only from Gary. Only oh, from good. Gary in Brookvale. And it'll be handed over in a paper bag. And, um, you might have to provide something back as well. I'm not sure how we're doing this deal, but I'm happy for him to, to run the whole thing. Mate, that is fantastic. Yeah. Now, James, for our listeners that have only ever been in Australia and never been anywhere, can you give us a quick quick little background as to your career and what you've been doing for Crowd Goes Wild? Um, well, Crowd Goes Wild has been around for 17 years on the air on Sky over here, and we sort of with a, the little show that could, I think everybody thought we'd, we'd fail uh, pretty early. And uh, we just decided to do sports news in a, in a different way, kind of irreverent, um, you know, happy to get tackled and uh, injure ourselves from uh, professional athletes uh, into swimming pools sometimes even. Uh, and we and the athletes sort of have, they started buying in. So sometimes we go and do stories and if we didn't ask them, a silly crowd goes wild question. They'll be saying, what's the story? Have you turned into the, the proper news? So we had to sort of ramp it up even more and um, start doing silly things like song parodies, uh, for example, fat bottom props, uh, things like that. You, you, you kind of get the drift. Yeah. Now, given it is New Zealand, I'm guessing there's a, there's a fair bit of All Blacks content. Now, I believe you've been hanging out with the All Blacks recently. Yes. Just today, I did. A, I was a shoot for... Uh, a brewery over here, Steinlager, and the, um, I'm, I'm probably not allowed to even say that, but they won't even let, let me tell you all of what they were talking about. It was mainly with the, uh, it was the relationship with the fans, and there's one All Black, Dane Coles, uh, a hooker, who um, who told a story about um, meeting some fans who kept on bringing him chocolate every week, and then eventually he said, look, enough with the chocolate, and they said, okay, but will you come to our wedding? He got invited to the wedding, and he thought, Oh, yeah, why the hell not? And turned up to their wedding. So oh, it's all about epic. relationships with the fans. Imagine just being an All Blacks fan and all of a sudden, is that like a Beatles showing up to your wedding in New Zealand? Oh, that's huge. It's amazing. He had to sign the registry as well. He had duties. I was thinking, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Imagine, imagine, though, you're sitting next to him and you're thinking, oh, man, this guy's definitely getting the steak if he wants it. There's no <laughs> way I can switch with him. <laughs> That um yeah. now um with when with the stuff they were talking about to you is is it true you told us this off air and I don't mind telling our Australian listeners that um they were all talking about how scared they are of the Wallabies now that we've got Eddie Jones. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're shaking their boots. In fact, just seeing the seeing the the look in their eyes, you know, it was like the they'd seen the devil and um and they were they were very concerned about uh, someone they described as an angry little elf 
um, <laughs> who can ramp things up to another level. He is the kind. He's he's got X factor, Eddie Jones, and but he had, does have a certain intensity. I think he's the sort of coach that will text you at 3 a.m. in the morning with an idea, but he's probably unlucky that now you can put your phone on sleep mode and and sort of block uh, out Eddie. Yeah. Well, it's funny. We chatted to Matt Rogers yesterday, and he was saying it's going to be a rude awakening for all the snowflakes that are currently inside because yeah. uh, it's – it's what do you say? It's Eddie's way or it's the highway. So it'll be interesting for these young wallabies that haven't been coached like that before. Well, the one thing that he's got is he's Australian, and I think with you've had a couple of Kiwi coaches uh, go over there, and it's hard to win that dressing room. I mean, first of all, you've got all the posh kids, you know, with the double-barreled yeah. surnames and lots of Henrys in there and Ruperts in <laughs> yeah. your team. Yeah, mm, So it's absolutely. hard to win them over. They've heard a lot of speeches and PowerPoints in their time working in banks. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but the, the one thing, because that's the thing, you can call Robbie Deans Dingo Deans, but he's only ever going to be He's not going to be full dingo, is he? He's going to be no. Kiwi dingo. Mm. He's going to be Kingo. And so, you, in the end, having a proper Aussie sort of saying, because it is a war cry, you know, you're defending your turf. And I think coming from a, I've heard, spoken to Wallabies in the past, like Phil War, um, another angry little elf, who <laughs> pretty much said, you know, when you hear Robbie Dean say it, it's not quite, it's not quite right, you know, it needs to be coming from an Australian. Yeah, so we're, we're a bit sp- like that over here, aren't we? Yeah, speaking of Kiwis, yeah. Kiwis that coach the Wallabies, Dave Rennie, um, has he has he arrived home to the land of the long white cloud? And uh, how, how's he being treated? Is he welcomed as a hero because he, he didn't do anything good with the Wallabies for so long? It's it's weird. I think people in rugby think, oh, you got rid of Dave Rennie? He's actually the best coach of the lot. So they're kind of surprised that he didn't persevere. That's probably the feeling with Dave Rennie. It's like, he was the good one, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, but really a lot of people are thinking, how can we fit him into the All Blacks lineup? Because he's not a huge amount of faith in our coach, Ian Foster, a.k.a. Fozzie Bear. They've been calling it the Muppet Show. and uh, <laughs> But he, he's got a couple of new assistant coaches, but I wouldn't be surprised if Dave Rennie pops up somewhere because he is elite. It just didn't fit, I guess. Yeah, I'd be surprised because he's on gardening leave. He's not allowed to help any other team. So if you see him outside his garden, <laughs> uh, you you text us because uh, we'll be on that real quick. Oh, it's a payout. That's what you do. He, he'll he have another deal. It doesn't worry him. I think he's just one of those guys. He's pretty pragmatic. He, you know, he's a very laid-back guy, Dave Rennie, and I'm, I'm surprised that they wanted to get rid of him. That was a tough draw the Wallabies had last year. And if you're counting that loss in, in Melbourne, as a defeat when it was just that French referee who yeah, screwed you over. You that up. I don't think that was fair. I mean, I'm, I'm a Kiwi. Yes. Yeah, there you go. That's what I like about the Kiwis. They, they'll, they'll still have, yeah, yeah, we won, but you, sh- you, you should have won. won. Yeah. See, we were saying yeah. uh, with Matt Rogers yesterday, I know I keep saying we spoke to him, but we were saying to him, yeah, you okay, know what? name drop. Yeah, yeah, have um, you ever met Matt him? Rogers. He's so good. Yeah, he's a great guy. Uh, and he said to me, <laughs> hey, prof. And I said, yeah, Matty, uh, if, let's say that French ref doesn't make that call, right? Then we win that yeah. letters low. Mm. I'm thinking Dave Rennie doesn't lose his job. Agreed. Yeah. So yeah. is Dave Rennie going to book a trip to Paris and find this little Frenchie and just strangle him? That's my question. <laughs> well, actually, wouldn't you hire him as a, as a broadcaster? Although he's quite laconic. He does take long, long deep breaths, uh, Dave Rennie, <laughs> you know, uh, and then sort of launches into it. You know, we're, we're looking at line outs but it's not as simple as that. The game is also about 
scrums as well. You know, it's not he's not quite he's not a perfect words per minute. You know how Cooper Cronk just went from league straight into the studio, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, Cooper, we get it. You've been practicing in front of the mirror. Yeah, what is? Yeah, mm. since he was about 10, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, let's talk a few more Kiwis. You guys have invaded the BBL this year. Mm. Your, you know, your Bolts, your DeGron Holmes, your uh, Jimmy Neeshams. Have, have they been getting quite a following back in New Zealand, people getting behind the BBL? Well, we have, but we've also just decided, okay, can we get rid of the stupid rules out of cricket? Like, oh. we already had enough, and now you hit the roof and you get six runs. Yeah. Like, the, yeah. the last thing it should be is six runs, okay? So just eliminate six runs from the equation. I think eliminate four runs. I reckon the ball is live, like it would be in the backyard off the garage. You can still take a one-hander, and you're out, right? Like, that's I don't understand why they even had that rule. And also, don't get me started on the catch over the boundary where the guy jumped up like, oh, the ground's lava, and then (laughs) throw the ball back into the field of play. I'm safe now, and took a catch. That's not a catch either. No, I'm with you. Um, And Zamstagram was with you. He was saying afterwards it should be six. Is it it six if you don't catch it with one hand, or it's just ball is live, catch it with one hand? I just think six and out. Just bring that rule in. Same as over the fence. You go over the wrong neighbour's fence. Six <laughs> yeah, that's not bad. You're done. Yeah, you hit the roof. Now, like, yeah, look, the roof. The roof annoys me. It's too low. But um, now, um, on on the on the cricket, Colin de Gronholm. Last time he was in Australia, he was yeah. a neatly uh, neat. Had a nice neat haircut. He looked like a nice boy. He's come back uh, for the the BBL, and he's grown like a full mullet. Um, it, it, has he turned bad while he was back in New Zealand? What what happened to him? Well, I worked for an organisation that made mullet hats called the Black Flaps, and um, <laughs> we were trying. And when he when he cut his hair, that's the alternative commentary collective, the ACC. When he cut his hair, we were distraught. We're going, no, what are you doing? Our whole marketing strategy is based around your stupid haircut. And um, <laughs> thank goodness he's grown it back because they'll be available online. The black flaps. Um, he he is a he's a classic guy. Speaking of laconic Kiwis, well, he's sort of Zimbabwean. He he really doesn't um, give a toss. He he goes out and plays the same way, even if it's like, hey, Colin, can you just sort of you know block it around a little bit and just get your eye in? And he goes, no, hitting fours and sixes from the get go. So I'm not sure if he if he if he comes off, he's spectacular. Mate, it's the Kiwi way, as we're learning, you know, mm. through Bazball as the yeah. whole cricketing world likes to talk mm. about. Basball, basball, basball. Gibbo in here. Come on, mate. It's all you talk about is basball. Basball. See? Told you that's all he says. Um, Gibbo. Mate. <laughs> all the time. Mate, he's, he's on. He's on. Are yeah. you buying into the basball, I don't know, mania? Is it a thing that, you know, I, I, is the New Zealand, are the Black Caps going to take on some basball now that they play? It's funny because having someone who, who sort of smashes it down the order, all, all the Aussies will be going, we invented baseball, you know, Adam Gilchrist. Anyone yes. remember that guy? Yeah, that's right. You know, and, and so we've, and even Kiwis go, well, we had, you know, any number of Kansas playing for us or whoever who used to love smashing it. So I feel like baseball's kind of always been with us somewhere. Um, it, it, we've got it again, I think, with a guy like Glenn Phillips in our one-day team, but to bring it into test level, we missed an opportunity for baseball. Going full baseball would have been having Guppy, Martin Guptill, play in that number five, the Johnny Bairstow position. So um, we, we, we've, we've tried baseball. We were okay, but we're actually better 
with old Steady the Ship, Kane Williamson, guiding us to a, a World Test Championship victory. Don't know if you guys caught that. Yeah, how are you going in the current rankings, though? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not sure. I can't get onto the ICC website. <laughs> Internet I down was going there. to do some research. Nah, but, fair yeah, enough. No, sorry. Yeah, well, let's Don't talk know about, how we're going. While we're on it, let's let's talk. Well, let's talk Warriors. How are mm. they looking this year? If we're if we're talking uh, teams preseason, have you seen anything out of Warriors camp? Yeah, that looks like we've um, we've kind of bolstered the ranks. We've got Charles Nickel Clockstad back, which is a good thing, you know. Like. Um, you want to name like a nickel clock stand in there, just so it stands out and the commentators can get around it and embellish it. And um, ever since Roger Tuivasa-Shek didn't work, um, and uh, oh, you know, didn't sorry, left the Warriors, and we didn't quite fire with him. We've 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 had that gap. We lost Reese Walsh. We've kind of we've assembled an okay team. I feel like it's got to be a Hollywood story if we do okay. We are a ragtag team of misfits like any good Hollywood story. Um, but Dylan Walker, good addition. And we got that young halfback from from the Roosters, from your uh, uh, from the junior ranks. His name escapes me right now, but we're do, we've done okay on the recruitment. Thoughts about the Warriors, you guys? Uh, 16th, I've got them in my <laughs> oh, wow. But no, the good news is there's teams? 17 teams this year. Well, Dolphins. So. I've got Dolphins. At se- well, actually, Tigers. Yeah, that's oh, a good point. 15th. Yeah, well, 15th. Well done. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm up on the Warriors. I, is any word on my mate Mitch Barnett? He's gone from Newcastle. He's over there. Is he fitting in? I think so, but it's always tough when they move here. Um, we've had, uh, I think we had two weeks of rain straight away. So, um, mind you, you guys get that a little bit in the summer as well. You had floods at this time last year. All right, right Waitley. So, but we're, hey, James, <laughs> no, we're, I mean, I'm, we've been copping it I, from I Melbourne people. I didn't mean to go people. into weather. Don't hang up on me. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, uh, Jazz Tavanga, we spoke to him last week, and, um, well, we found out, uh, we got uh, an update on his medical situation with his foot, but he's... He's uh, he's organised donations for a mate of his. Um, he's for every I think it's a point scored, um, tackle made, uh, all these good stats. He's raising money for a mate of his who's going through a battle with cancer at the moment. Um, is, is that nice. made the news over there in New Zealand? Um, I don't know. I haven't seen I haven't seen that that story, but it's I love Jazz Devanga. He's pretty much one of the guys that makes the Warriors tick, and um, I love it when Matt Walsh, you know, screwed us over. Is that the big prop who went to the who burst into someone's apartment Matt, in Matt New Lodge. York. Yeah. Matt yeah. Lodge. Sorry, yeah. sorry Tonight's Matt Tonight's the night you die. Um, yeah, that guy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's his catchphrase. Yeah. Sorry, that is his catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Lodge, yeah, exactly. I'm coming in. Uh, and, like, he, <laughs> he's, um, when he, when he screwed the Warriors over and took whatever 700K with him, I love that Jazz Tavanga said, I'll wear, I'll wear that jersey. I'll wear the number 10. Bring some respect back to the jersey. So, He's a guy who, you know, we've got a, a lot of those guys who are very proud warriors. I just feel that they, they need to click because even Tamati Martin, getting him back, he's from where I'm from out um, on the West Coast, West Coast, best coast. And he is, um, have I alienated a lot of listeners? No, there? Not, not, Cape, but, not Cape Foulwind. No, not Cape Foulwind. My favourite Kiwi place. <laughs> is that? Yeah, yeah. West Coast? That's what I'm, I'm urging the, the 18th team to be in Cape, Cape Foulwind. Oh, the yeah. Dirty Breeze. I like the that. in Dirty Breeze. Hey, James, where are you from in New Zealand? I'm from a place called Te Awamutu, but the, it's near oh. Kafia Harbour, which is actually where Hannah Green, you know, the Aussie golfer, that's where her dad is from. So we've got sports people coming out our ears. Unfortunately, I'm not one of them, but there are lots of people around me who can play sport, including Tamari Martin. 
Yeah, and you, and your town was named in a crowded house song, one of the best ones. Well done. Um, yes, yeah. And That's you're not where the wrong. Fun boys are from. Oh, mate, you're not wrong about Jazz Tavanga and being respectful. He only swore three times on, on during our interview on the radio. <laughs> yeah, he's got the Medvedevs about him, doesn't oh, he? Oh, he's so good. He, he knows about that little town in Tajikistan. What's it called again? Farkov. Have you heard of that, uh, James? There's a little town in Tajikistan called Farkov. Oh, really? It sounds like a great place, actually. I'll tell you what, I've, I've interviewed Jazz on TV, live on TV as well, and he was dropping the Farkovs as well about the um, – he was talking Ukrainian pretty much the whole time, from yeah. what I could tell. So cultured. Like, um, yeah, he was – it was a scorched earth policy. He's kind of got a good version of Tourette's, you know? Like, he's not going up to someone – and being racist or, you know, or fascist or whatever, but he's just dropping swear words every sort of like, you just know it's regular, you know, like a German train or a French train or something like that, you know? Hey, James, thank you so much. I'm getting the wind up in here, mate. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, wind me up. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll chat to you soon, mate. That was very good. It was. Just Cheers, quick. Mate. Nice, to, nice chatting. Nice What's that? Ch- are, you, just, are you giving James, James a quick James, update? just a quick Bingley Australian Open update, mate. Right, yep. Nadal is serving. It's five all uh, in the third set. He's two sets down. There you go, James. Something to take with you. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Nadal and the way he grabs his undies. He's a great man. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> Thank you, James. All Cheers. right. Cheers, mate. Bye. You're on the summer run home with the Professor and Barney. We'll be right back. Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel, in stock now. Rotoflex by Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move. The Summer Run Home with The Professor and Barney on SEN. Yes, you are on The Summer Run Home. We have just had a, a historic boil over in the Australian Open. What better time to cross to our expert on the ground in Melbourne Park, BP Brett Phillips, are you there? Gentlemen, uh, quite extraordinary. Uh, I think you can hear the ovation. Everyone on their feet here on... Rod Laver Arena, the great uh, Rafael Nadal, the defending champion, has just been knocked out of the Australian Open and uh, an injured uh, Rafael Nadal. And that's uh, been really, really tough, this uh, match for him. Uh, we know he's had abdominal issues across the journey. Hip, he's uh, tried to play on. He had a long uh, break off court after going two sets to love down. He played out the third set. He doesn't uh, by nature love uh, retiring and referee will always try and meet the obligations of playing but it's um, yeah it's been a tough day and look Mackenzie McDonald is a he's a good young player he is a, a player I think that's got a lot of upside he's had his own fair share of injuries across the journey as well one of many, many talented Americans uh, inside the top 100 but you'll hear the ovation here for Rafael Nadal and I suppose people will ponder whether this will be the last time that we ever see Rafa play in Melbourne. It's a huge round of applause. 15,000 on their feet. And uh, he makes sure, he's making sure that he weighs to every corner of Rod Laver Arena. And who knows, it's a long tennis year. Yeah, BP, uh, you are... Even his wife, uh, who doesn't normally travel, but they've had a, obviously a young baby in the last uh, six months. There were tears in her eye. Uh, during the match, uh, just you know, seeing her husband really struggle uh, physically uh, today. So, yeah, that's a tough one to swallow for Rafa. But uh, Mackenzie McDonald is through. BP, do do we think? What's your instinct? Do we think we're going to see Rafa back? In, you said he doesn't like to retire in a match. He he doesn't strike me as a bloke who wants to retire at all. No, well, he hasn't liked the retirement question. 
Uh, it's not just been one question. It's been uh, yeah, quite a few, uh, obviously, asking him. He's been a little bit prickly uh, about that. I mean, the competitive juices are, are still flowing enormously. He wants to get every last drop out of his body that he possibly can. But as we know, age catches up with everyone and turning 36. I'm just watching him walk uh, through the bows here past all the, the wall of champions. It's a, it's a very slow ginger walk uh, back to the locker room. He'd be uh, pretty despondent. Obviously, he wanted to come back here and uh, perform as well as he could. All the attention certainly have been on uh, Novak Djokovic and his uh, return to Australia. And look, you know, we've thought many times that Rafa's been done across the journey and he pulls himself together and plays a tennis season, gets himself up for Roland Garros, the clay court season where he's been the most dominant force for as long as we can remember. That record will never be broken in tennis, but he's another year older. And I don't think we ever thought that he, out of the trio, Federer we always thought could play to his late 30s, 40, but then it caught up with Roger. Uh, the last uh, two years, he just couldn't get out on court with the knees. Djokovic almost looks like he could play for another four or five years. But I think we always thought Rafa would, you know, finish, you know, somewhere in his sort of mid-30s to that sort of 36, 37. But we uh, are speculating, and uh, that's the state of play as we speak. So I guess, BP, does this now, I mean, open the door wide for Novak to match that 22 Grand Slams that Rafa has? Well, I think he's, you know, got eyes for the, the kill this year, really. Uh, yeah. In terms of mm. trying to win all four majors and just uh, leave no one in doubt of who is the, the greatest, uh, statistically uh, at least. Uh, so, you know, that, that's, there's a bit to play out there too with um, with Djokovic. I mean, he got through uh, last night. You know, that uh, taping on the, the back of the hamstring, is it going to see him endure for seven matches in two weeks? There's just the question mark, the unknown, because... As you go through the rounds, the level of opponent keeps getting better and better and he'll be tested to his absolute limits uh, physically. So yeah, that's that's one that uh, we're going to be um, watching on very, very, very closely. And if uh, Djokovic goes out, well, then it does become you know a very uh, wide-open Australian Open. Yeah, now, um, obviously, there's the, some of the big names, but let's talk some of the Aussies uh, still to play. There's few on court tonight. I think Millman's going around and my man, Rinky, uh, is also uh, playing tonight. Yes. How, how are they both uh, yeah. looking for tonight's round? Well, the, the good part is that we're going to have three Aussies uh, playing because the roof uh, is going to be closed on all the, the three main courts. We've, we've had no action on the outside courts uh, today, so there's a big backlog of matches to get through, and it's just been that annoying, misty, uh, drizzling rain all day. So, you know, you've got Kok and Arcus Vukic, Purcell, all uh, matches in progress. But, yeah, if you look at the three tonight, Jason Kubler, uh, he's going to be... Not too far away from taking to John Kane Arena. I think he's got the most winnable out of the three, taking on Karin Hutchinov, uh, former top 10, slipped down to about 20 in the world. I, I think Jason's got uh, the tricks. I think he's got the variety. I think he's got uh, lots of different things to mix up that could really test uh, Hutchinov. Uh, Milman, John Milman's got Daniil Medvedev, so that's just going to be a tough hit out. And whether John at 33 can back up from his heroics a couple of days ago where he pushed his body to the limit. Uh, Medvedev will be looking to pounce early in that match. And, yeah, look, it's hard not to be a fan of uh, Rinky Hijikata. He was sensational the other night. Hopefully he's had a, a good rest because he wound himself up like I've, <laughs> I haven't seen a player before. <laughs> but I think he's got the game that could certainly trouble Sitsi Pass. I mean, he took a set off Nadal, US Open. Uh, he's had exposure to a couple of big courts. And uh, for a guy of his stature, he's got a decent serve. He um, really pushes the ball through the court. It gets... 
good zip, good depth. Uh, he's got to take his chances. Another great opportunity to be on the big stage. You've got to go with Sitsi Pass, but I think Rinky can really push him. Go, Rinky. Hey, we're going to let you go again here, PB. Love Rinky. Pleasure every day <laughs> chatting to you. Do we get to chat to BP tomorrow, Brooksy? I hope so. Oh, BP. Oh. We'll chat to you tomorrow. Looking forward to it. Oh, right Always on. a pleasure. Oh, put, the th- th- put the Thursday invoice in, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> Mate. Do it now yeah. and Fridays too, because we'll be back knocking on your door then. <laughs> yeah, and right, ne- next week, beautiful. Uh, Australia time, Day. Uh, you work on the weekends as well, boy. Double we time. do double time. Mm. Yeah, Sunday, double time and a half. I'm in. I'm in. All right, we'll see you then, BP. Thank you very much. Thank you, uh, Rafa. Uh, going down there to uh, Old McDonald, and I yeah. tell you what, Old McDonald uh, has an arm. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Oh, McDonald has an yeah. arm. Clip that one up, Gibbo. There's wow. your promo yeah. for tomorrow. Old McDonald has an arm. Uh, so, yeah, old McDonald would be taking you around behind the shed and uh, giving you the old yellow treatment after that one, mate. Hey, uh, so that's Rafa's gone. No Kyrgios. It's all these big excitement machines. Um, mm. Novak's. But you've still got your lovable strength. Danil Medvedev. <laughs> Yes, uh, telling people where to go in Tajikistan. Mm. Um, yeah. I, well, look, he, can, he can go back to that town in Tajikistan. Uh, yeah, you're happy to tell him to do that. <laughs> now, I'll, be, I'll be shouting that destination at him as he leaves. All right, you can catch BP on the night session across the SEN network or download the SEN app for all AO Australian Open Radio. Plenty of Australian Open here on SEN. Uh, now... It's joining us is Jess, Jess, sorry, Jess. Josh. Holy <laughs> dooly. Josh Jenkins for a sports bet market update. Try sports bet, bet with mates. Conditions apply. Gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858. Are you there, Josh? Uh, Jess will do. Uh, Hi, Jess. On how I go, but uh, <laughs> I am loud and clear, boys. What's happening? Oh, mate, we've just watched Rafa uh, bow out of the Australian Open. And like the, I don't know if you've got access to a television. It sounds like you're in the car, so don't try and watch it. But, um, mate, he looks very <laughs> dejected walking through the uh, walking through the tunnels there. Surely that's, uh, that's had an impact on the Australian Open markets? Well, it's had such an impact. We've had to take the, uh, the futures market or the tournament all-in market down because he was the third favourite, uh, particularly uh, Kyrgios came out. Uh, now Nadal's out, so before the market came down, I'll be able to give you a bit of an update uh, potentially tomorrow. But uh, 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 Djokovic was a dollar eighty, and Medvedev was seven bucks. But now with the third and fourth favourites coming out of the tournament, those prices are going to shorten even more. So that's uh, been a dramatic shift in terms of, you know, of course, Rafael Nadal's a draw card. The tournament can't take a trick, can it, boys? They keep losing their draw card players with Kyrgios and Nadal and. Uh, Osaka before the tournament, so it's been no good. But uh, tonight, a couple of big games. Uh, the, you know, some of the big guns are playing. Medvedev, of course, is is involved. But uh, you know, the Aussies are going to be up against it. Uh, it there's no way to uh, sh- put some sugar on it. There's just no way around it because uh, Medvedev, uh, in his match uh, tonight against the Aussie, a dollar oh one to nil. We don't like to nil. But $1.01, John Millman, $14. So, uh, I mean, you can have a couple of bucks on Johnny Millman, but uh, you're most likely uh, probably going to see that go down the gurgler because Medvedev, he was in uh, first gear the other night, winning absolutely easily.
Mate, put the house on Millman. Uh, do it responsibly. But, uh, <laughs> mate, I, I am going to be cheering so hard for him tonight. And you're not wrong about losing the big names. Luckily, um, luckily they are getting players drop out, though, because, um, they well, they haven't got as many courts as they need if all the players do play yeah. uh, with all the rain and stuff going on down there. Are you are you down in Melbourne, mate? What's what's the outlook like for the next couple of days? Do you know? I'm, I'm, in, uh, I'm in Geelong. Uh, now, our weather's typically, you know, that 5% worse than Melbourne, and, uh, it's been chilly and windy, so we've had heat delays and we've had rain delays. I mean, it's absolutely outrageous what's happening. Just quickly on the ladies' side, the all-in market is there. So the Ladies Australian Open winner for 2023, Iga Swiatek at $2.80, Pagula the American at $7.50, Sabalenka's at $8.50, uh, Bencic at 12 Garcia at 12 and then Coco Golf at 13 So you can get involved in uh, the ladies' market right now. Just got to wait for the men's market to be redone now that Rafael Nadal is out. Now, Josh, the aside from the tennis, this BBL just keeps rolling on. Tonight you've got the Scorchers and the Hurricanes. Have you got any odds for us there? I have, uh, as I uh, just try and uh, get a hold of them. There they are. The Scorchers, $1.69. We know they're tough to beat in uh, the West Hobart. Uh, $2.17. There's a heap of markets there, top run scorers, uh, players of the tournaments, all these different types of things. So you can get involved there. But uh, Perth will go in as favourites, $1.69. The Hurricanes, $2.17. The top Perth run scorer, you can have Esnaki at $4.30. Bancroft at $4.40. Josh Inglis at $4.50. So you can get involved in a whole heap of markets there on the BBL as well. Yeah, just a question without notice, and this might really annoy you, but um, do we have anything in the markets uh, for who's going to win the BBL uh, overall? Uh, we certainly do. Uh, you ask, and I'll hopefully be able to provide. Let me just find the market. The Big Bash winner for the season, Perth 250, Sydney Sixers 280, the Hurricanes 650. The Renegades have made a bit of a move. They're into nine bucks. The Strikers at 15, uh, the Thunder are at 18 and the Heat are 34. You'll notice I didn't give a price for the Stars. That's because they are woeful. Because they stink. <laughs> do you do a wooden spoon market? Do you... They stink. Yeah, they're stinky. Uh, yeah. No, we've, uh, we've paid out uh, facetiously. I'll say we've paid out all bets on the BBL wooden spoon because the Stars had that wrapped up a little while ago. They have had a dreadful season. I don't get it with the Stars. No. They've always got these amazing players. Maybe there's too much to do in Melbourne. You can't, there, there's too many good things to do. There's art galleries, uh, they, there's coffee, uh, there's they, laneways. They do. Um, they have been a team who's talked the talk a little bit, but they haven't yet walked the walk. So disappointing for those who are fans of the Melbourne Stars. I'm a, I live in Geelong. I'm a Renegades man myself because the Renegades come down and play a few home games down here. So hopefully the uh, Renegades, who happen to play tomorrow night against the Thunder, $1.80, the Thunder, the Renegades, two oh two. Hopefully the Gades can get it done. Where are they sitting at the moment on the table, the Gades? Are they top five? Are they going to make the final? Uh, they, they've made a move. They are, in terms of the market anyway, I haven't got the table in front of me, but they're fourth on the fourth line of betting in terms of uh, the market at $9. So a bit of value there for the Renegades. They were slow starters, but they're just starting to get them thing uh, themselves in order. They're, they're actually in at third there. Yeah, sitting in that good spot. When you consider they got the wooden spoon the last three years in a row, that is very good from the Gades. All right, Josh Haight, thanks for joining us again. 
Uh, no problems, boys. Look forward to the next time. Beauty, we'll let you go. Try sports bets. Bet with mates. Start a group and build a multi together. Conditions apply. Gamble responsibly. One eight hundred eight five eight eight five eight. Now, Barney, you asked me in the break who is doing breakfast tomorrow. Yes, honestly, and it is Julian King and Michael Carianis. Have they got any guests, mate? Have they got any guests? They have cycling commentator and doyen Phil Liggett. They're doing some pedal work. Yeah. <laughs> They're digging into the pedal files. Yeah, they are getting into the pedal files. It's going to be great. Um, mate, is there any better? He's got to be up there for the best voices commentating-wise in any sport. Yeah, he probably up there. I mean, he, for me, he is cycling. He like, is. It's that you'd get home, you've. Like you're late from work or whatever you were doing, you'd flick the the Tour de France on. And you think, oh, I'm not really into cycling. I might go to bed, and then all of a sudden, Phil Liggett starts talking, and and then it's Around an hour and a half Pyrenees. later, yeah. and you're like, oh, I think I do want to live in the south of France. Thanks. Phil. See, there are a few commentators that are that are the sport. Is that the best way to put it? Mm. Like someone like the a voice. Ray Warren, the voice, the of, voice of the sport. Of yeah, Obviously, yeah. Is Richie Benno was always the voice of cricket. Uh, oh. Bruce McAvaney is horse racing. Yeah. Martin Who was the Formula One? Martin Murray. Oh, Formula Murray Fields. One. Murray, yeah, <laughs> Murray Fields. He the was flame the on Galar. He yeah. was, mate, he was the uh, the voice of jokes. Uh, he was. Uh, yes, Gibbo, you've got one for us? Yeah, in the surfing, there's a guy called Joey Trappell. He's oh, like you don't need American to tell me guy. about yeah, Joey. Oh, no, I know. Yeah. You know, the guys out there who, who don't watch the pro surfing, Joey Trappell. In the UFC, it's Joe Rogan who's there for all the big moments, but... Mm. Yeah, also for sport. a podcast that makes outrageous comments. He's good for that as well. <laughs> Which one's up? Yeah. Uh, Joe Rogan. Howie. Oh. Has Howie, has <laughs> Howie, has Howie got I, a podcast? I thought you said Joe Rogan. I did say Joe Rogan. Oh, you Ro- did say Joe Rogan. Hang on. Mistake, yeah. Mark Howard has a podcast. Yeah, I think he does, actually. All oh, right. I haven't heard that. Wow. You Murray, what was his when name? Does he find time with I don't all the know. surfing. Is he doing surfing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, Murray Walker. Murray is the, Walker. The name I was uh, looking for there, the voice of Formula One. Gordon Bray was the voice of Rugby, Rugby Union. Wasn't he? Yeah. Now it's uh, Shawnee Maloney. Shawnee. Yeah. Oh, he's got a beautiful voice. He does. And he's a good trouper, too. Is he? Is no, he, he's, he's like 6'10. At, uh, no, he shrouds oh, at D.Y. Yeah. Point. Yeah, He'd have to have like a, what, an eight foot mount? He'd have a Mel. Mel He'd have a giant Mel. He'd have a Mel. Can we think of any other voices? Marv Albert, NBA. Yeah. for the Lakers. Yes. Yes. The voice of the Lakers. Ben yeah, Damon, definitely. Aussie boxing as well. Yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, and and what with Paul Ken on special comments, that's that's the thing. Text in if you know who the voice of, uh, if you want to nominate someone who's the voice of their sport. Zero four five seven seven three six seven three six is the number. Or call in if you want to be yeah. the voice of people oh, who call in. What about if you can impersonate one of those voices? Oh, if if you're one out there and you've got a Murray <laughs> Walker. Oh man, that'd be epic. Simon Hill is definitely the voice yes. of Australian football. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. Sorry, bruh. Blasphemy. Why? Why? There's one guy and he sorry. usually sits in your I'm seat. I'm sorry, the P-Man. Adam Peacock. Oh. Oh, sorry. Nick. Oh, what? The, the P-Man. Who are you talking about? Brenton Speed. Oh, the Spadoo. The Spadoo. Yeah, the Spadoo. yeah oh, I've seen him commentating quite a bit. Yeah. What, a yeah, years football? Ago, no. It's, oh, sorry. Was no, that, a was, tweet. that was cricket. Yeah. My mistake. It might have been. Well, he was on. What was he on yesterday? The WBBL. He was also was on the uh, Australian One Day. Spadoo does the AFL. Brenton yeah. Speed. He Ooh. does the NRL. NBL. EPL. Yeah. JFL. He does just for laughs. He He'll does. Do the festival. He does. It's uh, <laughs> and you know what? Sometimes funnier than the act that's on. Just hearing his special comments. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like, you know, when, remember when you're watching Red Faces and someone do. wasn't doing very well and John Blackman would just chip in with a little bit of a, this guy isn't very good. 
And, and everyone, yeah, Red. that's, that's Spadoo. That is the Spadoo. I got one for you. Dennis Committee swimming. Oh, yes. <laughs> Wasn't he the voice of Torpedo? It was Dennis Cameron. Well, Bruce McAvaney. Well, McAvaney was there as well. So was Ray Warren. Track and field. Well, McAvaney was also obviously AFL. uh, AFL. And obviously BT now. Yep. Ooh, I've got one as well in the Lawn Bowls. Yes. Uh, Jack Heverin. Yes. Yes, he he actually has the same haircut as you, Professor. Does he? Yeah, very well-haired man. And yeah, he's a brilliant Lawn Bowls commentator. I've got one for you. IBF. IBF, irritable bowel. Findrome. Findrome, yeah. <laughs> no, Ian Baker Finch. Voice of golf. Nick Faldo mm. as Nick well. Nick Faldo. Well, Nick's actually retired, hasn't he? So uh, the reptiles is, got yeah. involved on the text line. Oh, G'day, yeah. Shag. Is John McEnroe is the voice of reason oh. from the reptile. That's not bad. I tell I you, like Jim that. Courier is very quickly becoming the voice of the Australian Open, mm. isn't he? Mm. Yeah, those wonderful comments at the end. Hey, uh, we could talk about that all afternoon, but let's get into the R- this NRL versus R- RLPA debate. It goes on. It has hogged the airways this morning. Matty White was getting into it deep and dark. Uh, Barney, talk to me about this. Um, Wade Graham and Kurt Capewell have both made comment on it today. Um, Kurt Capewell was basically saying that they're happy to do well, the they're, they're happy appearances. With the- they're happy with the pay. They're happy with it's. It's not about the the money. It's about the details right. uh, around the other conditions around the uh, around the, the CBA. Okay, so who, what happens here? Do they do they come to an agreement? Uh, is there anything in that? Uh, well, I guess demands it's, list of demands from the RL yeah. NRL players that you think that PVL shouldn't give in to. Well, I mean PVLs PVL doesn't understand. Uh, some of the demands. Okay. It's the confusion. It's, right. I think it's a misunderstanding. Um, uh, it's little things that, that only a rugby league player would think to ask for, like extra wide cubicles. Right. And the toilets. Yeah, which is fair enough. What, yeah. each of the grounds? Yeah. Like a like a two-seater? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So each cubicle has two toilets in yep. it. Yep. Makes perfect sense to me. But how do you get a good halves combination if they have to go to the toilet on their own? That's... You know when you, you do your nervous piddle before mm. or your nervous number two, they should be sitting together and talking yeah. tactics. Yeah, exactly. What about this one about... Centres inside wingers, yeah. that sort of thing. Well, that made you it makes I mean? perfect sense. What about... Did you read this one? I'm just getting mm. this off the Daily Telegraph website. Yeah, yeah. About how they want not just Mad Monday, they want Mad Tuesday and Mad Wednesday. They're not oh, happy with the number of Mad Days. Long Mad Monday. They, they want a Long Mad Monday. A Long Mad Monday. Monday. You know what? That's you know, It's a long season. That I feel like they I, – I don't know about Mad Wednesday. By Wednesday, I think it's for, getting – Well, I, you know what? I think there's room for negotiation here. Like, if you love your Wednesday – because, you know, Wednesday wing day, you and yeah. I loved getting down to wings and tings for Wednesday wing we day. Do. And I know that's – the players, that's what they're probably thinking. Well, but they're also thinking Tuesday tacos. Yeah, well, this is the thing. You've got to choose between. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You, you you, we've had both. weeks where we've tried to do both. By Friday, you, well, you're no good. No, you're not. You get the Nadals about you, don't you? You start don't getting you the gut pains. Don't you? You got to walk off now. I, I believe we have a caller here. Paul from Newcastle's called in. You there, Paul? Yeah, yeah. Um, just uh, the voice of a sport and uh, another suggestion for the uh, NRL players. Uh, I was just saying the voice of NFL used to be Howard Cosell. Oh, I did too. And didn't he do a good that I still love that old uh, NFL theme, the music that would roll in and then the 
the uh, the Howard Cosell commentary because it and I don't know if you ever watched um, they used to uh, they used to do the the uh, NFL um, uh, documentaries that, that to get uh, they'd start early on the Sunday yes. over in the states That's to get you in and then the deep that. voice and they they track you know the team. Yeah. The Denver Broncos were having a terrible year. Yeah, that was, was, that was the deepest uh, voices yeah, in the world. The, the frozen tundra of yeah. Lambeau yeah. Field. Yeah. Was that it? Yeah. Do they still make those? They do, I believe. I'd have to, uh, well, you know what? I'm ho- crossing my fingers. I think they do. Now, Paul, there was another reason you were calling in. Uh, yeah, you were talking about the demands for the uh, players. And, yeah. And, like, you know, how you're talking about you want the halves speaking before the game when yes. they're doing the nervous ones and twos? Yes. Mm. I was thinking, you know, like the double toilet, I think that's a little bit impersonal. So what if in the cubicle there was a hole in the wall between them? Oh, oh. right. So you can look in. Just, are you all right in there, mate? Yeah. Yeah, you can talk. Yeah, yeah, mate, I'm all right. How are you? <laughs> Good. Because sometimes, yeah, the, the, the one thing the one thing I find in, in public toilets is um, – is there's too much sound deadening between the cubicles. Well, Often I wonder what the bloke in the next cubicle is up to I'm almost because oh, I can't hear it. I'm Any almost of it. certain they're already trialling that at South Sydney. Are they? Yeah. Gl- glory, glory. <laughs> <laughs> there's two, two of them. Two South Sydney's. Two South Sydney. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's fantastic. I'm almost certain. Now, we did do the professor's poll. A bit mm, earlier in the smoking show. Pole. Just Professor a regular smoking pole, pole everyone. Remove the word smoking because, I mean, I know I just did a glory hole joke, but, you know, smoking yeah. hole's a bit too much. So smoking pole, regular pole. Uh, why did the Joker uh, leave the court last night? We asked, was it number ones, number twos, number threes, or number fours, which is all of the above? And, uh, boys, resounding, 50% have said it was all of the above. So in 38 seconds. Wow. He's good. He's quick across the court and he's quick across the cubicle. I'll give him that. Uh, now, see, I like this. People still getting involved on the text line, Professor. And I think this one uh, ending in uh, 296, someone has uh, – they've done the thing where they've sent a text in earlier in the show and now they've tried to text maybe the missus or something and they've just sent, I was looking at going to Maroubra Beach, getting a bit late from the city. Um, just share your thoughts. Yes. <laughs> So uh, I love that. if your partner's uh, number ends in 296 and you, you've, you've asked them a question on the text and they haven't replied, that's probably uh, what's <laughs> happened there. They've, they've replied to the wrong number. They've texted us instead. A um, few coming in here. Um, sorry, tonight on the show. Yeah, I'm getting the wind up here from Brooksy. We've got to say our goodbyes now. We just have too much fun here, don't we, Barney? Yeah, uh, and a lot of these texts you can't read no, out on air. They're I was very funny, at. though. The well done. one I was giggling at. Hey, uh, tonight we've got Sports Day with uh, the great Gary Belcher Badge and Jason Matthews. They're going to have former Raider Clinton Shavosky on and part two of the Ricky Stewart chat. Tomorrow on the run home, Sydney Kings legend Brad Rosen and Shawmy Omarod will return. Hey, that was a summer run home for your Wednesday. We'll see you later. Don't worry.